What's up, everybody? This is Carson Gibbons. I'm laughing here hysterically in the studio with my good friend Bradley Colvin. Bradley, what are you laughing about? Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we are just we're crying here. Um, we finally decided to hit record so that we could capture some of this goodness for episode four. That's pew, right. Pew, pew. If you checked in the last <laughs> podcast, you would notice that there were certain elements that were sped up. That were awesome. And so we've spent the last maybe... 45 minutes uh, trying to figure out how we're going to record this, and we actually ended up just going back to our old way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm laughing. Well, wasn't it Edison who said, uh, I didn't fail? I learned a lot of ways to not create the light bulb or whatever he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take which, your word Which one for did it. he do? The light bulb. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other accomplishments does he have? You know what? We're done extrapolating out of, like, tie. I feel like episodes I'm, one I'm, through I'm loosening up my tie, all right? Yeah, well, you're not wearing it. Back. <laughs> so, I feel like episodes one through three. So, here's what happened. In the last week, um, I recorded another podcast or two for a new business-specific series that I'm doing. Yeah, it's and the Smarter Podcast. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> it's just... It's more narrowly focused, I would say, yeah. you know, um, it's got, cause I, I'm, I'm spending, I, I told some of my friends that wanted the podcast that I'm spending all of my personal nuggets on you, B-Red. Oh, that means a lot. Yeah. So I, I was like, I can't, and I don't want to repeat, you know, I already feel like I asked people like, Hey, what do you know about, did I tell you this like already? Like when was no. the last time I saw you? Every time last see, Wednesday. No, I know. But every time before the podcast started, like I would always be like, when did I last see you? Like, yeah. I, I never can place the specific date or time of virtually anything. It's been a while. But, um, anyway, <laughs> I don't even remember where we were going with that. Wonderful. <laughs> Do you remember? You were recording a podcast with other... Oh, thank you. So I recorded these business podcasts, and yeah, they're uh, not, not more serious in terms of, like... Um, you know, effort or anything like that. Because, like, I feel like we've tried to, you know, scrounge up some good content for weekly catch-up, for sure. Um, this is just more topical and narrow in its focus. And what it told me is that we need to let our hair down. I love this. it. Like, I was realistic. I'm like, this is not a scalable effort for us to be serious. And, like, you know, current. I listened to episode three, and it was basically me being like, "Hey, race and war and politics and guns and religion. What do you think about it?" And then I would be like, "Absolutely, one hundred percent." And I'm gonna try to eliminate those catchphrases from myself. That's something I've been you, become been, subconscious about. You've been walking, self-conscious, with, walking with the Lord this month. You know, like on these spiritual retreats, yeah, hanging out with you students, know? going to pumpkin patches, pumpkin and patches, baby. Yeah, didn't we uh, tease, weren't you going to go to a pumpkin patch over the weekend? I did go to a pumpkin patch over the weekend, and it was wonderful. I went with my girlfriend. <gasps> Gasp. Whoa, I thought we weren't going to talk about this on a podcast. Well, here we are. I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid it whenever that's who I'm hanging out with most of my Yo, you, time off. You left not only the audience, but me confused with last <laughs> week, because... You were like, yeah, I'm going to a pumpkin patch. Everything's normal. We click end, and you're like, I'm going with the girl. Like, you know, this isn't original inspiration, you know? And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. But up until now, we were like, oh, let's not discuss any of that stuff. But Right, you know, we were going to try to avoid talking about our personal lives. But 
we figured... So you got married in a pumpkin patch over the weekend. No. Who's we, the girl? Her name is Courtney. Who's the girlfriend? Excuse me. Yes, her name is Courtney. Courtney. She's a nurse. She's Ooh. lovely. I saw some... Facebook, and I think you even posted the LinkedIn. You were so excited. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not typically one that enjoys being in the spotlight, um, but I also feel like she deserves to be shown off. So like, that's why I'm bringing to market my brand new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, like I don't know. I've already discussed on air so, my, my fears of that. So let's talk about your fears. <laughs> so oh, boy. Uh, where'd you meet this girl? Oh, I've known her for several years. We went to the same college. Um, a student taught her brothers um, whenever they were in middle school. Oh, and now they are... <laughs> Why? <laughs> you student taught her brothers. It yeah. just seems like a weird statement. Who are her brothers? How many brothers does she have? I mean, I'm not just going to like give everybody's Do names. you remember that uh, YouTube video, Unforgivable, <laughs> where the guy's out in the yeah. field? Uh, <laughs> some waffle fries for free. <laughs> Do you remember, I don't know if it was video one or two, where he's like, she better not have no little brother. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, like, I, I feel like even my current flame doesn't have any siblings, so I can't believe that. How many brothers does she have? She has, they're twins. So she has two. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. And that's what I've always wanted if I had kids. Right. So her family's great and everything's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And then a few words about his, uh, about his pending nuptials, folks. I will answer whatever you throw my way. Other than that, I'm just going to keep things <sighs> private. This is, uh, whoa. <laughs> what? Welcome to the pod. You volunteer this information, and then you're like, otherwise it's private. I mean, whatever you it's think the world wants to know, I will share. Okay, so Courtney, same, same college. You know the family. They're awesome. She's a nurse. She's, uh, she's very cute, I saw on Facebook. Yeah, she's beautiful. Very beautiful. Um, congrats, buddy. Thank you. Mic tap there. Um, yeah. What else is there to say? <laughs> when did um, this? Uh, when did this flame kind of pick up? Because you've known her for several years. When did this? Yeah, I romantic, mean, I guess you would say. Did it um, start friendly. It started friendly. Uh, there's always been some flirtation going on, but uh, since I was living in Maryland, nothing ever really came from it. Um, but whenever I moved back, we went on a date. Like there probably was, the week there after was flirtation pre Maryland. Yes. Oh. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, it's, I guess, been in the works for a while. Very cool. Yeah. Now, where is she in proximity to you? She's currently in Temple. So, Temple, Texas. Yeah, about an hour 45 out. From Dallas or? From Mansfield. From Mansfield. Okay, so the greater Arlington area. Dude, Mansfield is becoming like. It's own like it's like a new South Lake. I feel like wonderful segue. Um, <laughs> yeah, downtown Mansfield is blowing up. They have like this uh, music venue that they're doing where uh, smaller bands can come out and play. Um, they just have uh, they have like a brewery out there. They have uh, tons of outdoor activities, open mics, um, burger joints, it, and you need to have me over there, dude. Because like the last time I went to your dad's house. I remember driving past all these like pretty much mansions 
And I was like, dude, it's popping out here. For those listening, this is a crazy statement that Carson just made to me. The fact that he wants to get out of Dallas and hang out. No, I, whatever, man. <laughs> That's the old me. Like, I'm not in my Ooh, bubble. Right. I, I barely go out in my bubble. All right, well, we'll, I mean, we'll get you I, out there. I've been out several weekends in a row. Yeah, they, but, so there's a twisted route here in Dallas. They have one out in Mansfield now. And Dude, they used to have one places. of those at the shops at Legacy. Yeah. Do you remember that apartment? My first apartment out of college. Oh, I remember. Um, yeah, Twisted Root. They threw down with some crazy specials. And yeah, those burgers were amazing. Yeah, they're very good. Um, yeah, have me over to Mansfield, dude. Like, I would love to do that, and I would love to see because I'm interested in like I've I've been interested in the concept of uh, cities, towns, villages. I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast no. before. But in all of my travels, like, you know, the six or eight weeks prior to us starting this pod together, um, I was, you know, all over Europe. I was all over, um, you know, the uh, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado. And oftentimes the way that I like to travel is very much by the seat of my pants. So when I went to Europe, I literally booked a, a flight to New York on points with Southwest, stayed with a buddy that night, and then had booked a flight. Uh, nonstop from JFK to London, um, uh, like 36 hours in advance. I used Skyscanner. I got a good rate. I bought a one-way ticket. I didn't know when I was coming back. And then I ended up flying into a, an airport other than Heathrow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. Like London's a, a f- <laughs> it's bloody far away. <laughs> oh, I, and it was raining, and it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was so just pissed. And then I, I went to my hotel and it was like, it was not a hostel, but it was like helping the good fish boys of London or something <laughs> like that. It was super cheap. Right. And it was like, but there was like probably 200 rooms on each floor. <laughs> like it was like a cubby basically. So I'm just, and I didn't bring any adapters either. Anyway, Ouch. long, long way off topic. But, um, in all of my travels through all of these towns, especially in America, um, I like to use hotel tonight. So I don't know if I've raved to you about, you have not, there's a couple products that like I rave about for kind of your normal younger, you know, business type consumer. Um, Southwest rapid rewards visa. Uh, any podcast listeners holler at me cause I want to sign you up. I want to get that referral code. I want to get those miles. Uh, basically if you go get their credit card, which is only like $99 a year, you get a pretty good credit limit. You get all these perks and uh, it converts into miles and they give you like 50,000 points right off the bat. If you spend like two grand in the first three months on the card, I think you have it too, right? I do not, but I am planning on getting it through me. Right. Correct. Okay. We've talked about this. We have two years. (laughs) I got you, man. Well, no, I know. I just, um, I think I get like 10 or 40,000 miles if you do it. Um, Anyway, so if you do that, which we all spend like, I assume we all spend like at least two grand on a credit card in every 90 days yeah. or so, um, sometimes every two weeks for me. <laughs> if you got it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not always. No, I, I pay my statement balance every time. Um, not like the, uh, I used to do, my buddy John told me that I could pay like the, whatever the activity balance was or whatever, which was always like the much lower amount. Okay. But I pay like up to the day, you know what I mean? Cause I just don't like, I don't like the concept of debt. Right. And I've had debt in the past and I just feel very beholden. But anyway, um, 
So going back to the towns, Hotel Tonight, um, that's one of the, the consumer apps that I would definitely download. Uh, I just made level five on it. And it basically, it used to just serve up like same day hotel inventory that hadn't been booked yet. And so you could like, you had to check in at noon on the day that you were traveling and see what was available for that night. Yeah. Now it's been several years and they've really grown. They got acquired by Airbnb. Oh yeah. I'm aware of that one. Yeah. And, um, I think hotel tonight is better than Airbnb. I think Airbnb is actually kind of creepy. Um, especially if you're a, a woman traveling alone, I'm like, what would yeah, stop would me tough. from duplicating this key right now and coming back and like killing whoever's here next? Honestly, you're absolutely right. You think they change the key every stay? There's no way. Like, yeah, most of them like have a a freaking lockbox thing where they're like, the key is there. You know, there's like a variety of maintenance people with access that are just going in and out. But a lot of those Airbnbs are just managed properties where the owner hasn't stepped foot on the land in months. Okay, so you're talking about this. You're talking about hotel tonight. Yeah. Um. So can you explain the difference there? Well, hotel tonight is for hotels, which are an added layer of security because if you're, especially compared to even a motel. Okay. So the company, so Airbnb just acquired that company, but correct. Okay. Correct. But yeah, Airbnb is taking over the world. They, their newest valuation is like 30 or $50 billion. And, um, this is just, you know, there's a lot of like acquisitions and M and a within the travel space. Like, our buddy John that works for Expedia and yep. you know, whatever brand he's on today. Shout out John. Uh, the other day he was like telling me about some brand that he was interfacing with. And I thought that it was like an external brand cause it was like uh, hotels.com. Yep. And he was like, Oh no, 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 that that's within our space. Like the Expedia bought everything a couple of years ago. Right. Um, so anyway, going back to what I was originally saying, uh, I use hotel tonight. You know, I decided to go on the trip like last minute. And as a result, I always like to see what the inventory is in like sometimes small towns. Cause I'll just go until I'm tired. And the, 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 basically I've learned that until you have about 50,000 people in a particular place, I'm not really comfy. Hmm. Like 10,000 people, you might have a Chili's, maybe a McDonald's. Right. Literally. Yeah. I know there's not a lot of options. No. And, and I've, I've made the mistake of like going through, I, I was trying to stop in Vernon, Texas on a road trip here recently. Okay. And I was like, I was under the impression that this was some little bustling metropolis out there. Turns out it was like 2,800 people. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time with like Wikipedia, like literally looking at the size of township as I'm doing road trips. And that's oh. kind of how I helped determine like, okay, this is like a place worthy of my staying. Got it. Yeah. So all that being said, um, I'll bring you out to Mansfield. <laughs> Jeez, man. Take over this podcast. I'm just rambling. <laughs> um, but no, I, Mansfield has been popping. I, I remember thinking that Mansfield was getting on the map uh, whenever, like, all the Rangers, I felt like, moved there. Like, all the yeah. Texas Rangers. Right. Like, I knew Michael Young had a big place out there. And, you know, it, it's one of those weird, like, Mansfield, Prosper, um, some of these kind of... I even parts of Flower Mound I hear are like really affluent and you know football players are all yeah. living there and I hear Flower Mound's great. I actually haven't been out there in years and years, so um, I know we used to play some sports games out there, but um, I've I've heard it's popping. Um, yeah, I actually had a student who 
was in Dallas this past week, said he uh, was in Tony Romo's neighborhood and saw Tony Romo out in his front lawn. Um, it was a senior who told me the story. It's a high school student, so I don't know how uh, truthful it was, but uh, he claimed to see him out there in that nice little neighborhood. Well, yo, what was the senior doing creeping in a nice neighborhood? He was, he was at a birthday party um, for his now ex-girlfriend. Um, Wait, he got dumped since the weekend? <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> no, hey. No, hey, no, oh, no. shoot, he might be listening no. to this. I don't know. Even if he... he's not. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Even if he's not. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I will uh, he's attack you. He's what happened? <laughs> what did you do? Um... What did you? What do you mean? What did you do? Why'd the relationship end? Oh, I don't know. To make way for because it's a his world had to like cancel a relationship so that you could get into yours. Is that yeah, the way this works? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it works. You know, just got to make a sacrifice. So he gets to go to Tony Romo's neighborhood through the girlfriend, and then on the way home, she's like, "See, hey, but this, this is, is why I don't think it's true." Because he's she like, was like, "We saw Tony Romo." She was like, "I was there too," and now he, we're you're single. But he's, <laughs> he said, "I saw Tony Romo's daughter," and Tony Romo doesn't have a daughter, so I think all of it was <laughs> a lie. Lying. However, he did just show me pictures of the neighborhood, and it was a nice neighborhood. I cannot claim, dude. This but, guy is like casing something. Like, yeah, I have no idea. He's I love like, him though. Tony, I'm gonna give you the daughter you've always needed that I see. <laughs> that yeah, that whole story sounds super sketch. I think you should go to the principal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share. Were the photos share. that he showed you out of a manila envelope? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of red yarn. Was he wearing a trench coat? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, she dummy, see? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're an idiot. No! This is how we talk. Like It is. Um, okay, so, you know, a student is down on his luck, but you're up on yours. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Like, I don't really know what questions to ask you about the new the new girlfriend. I mean, congrats, buddy. Like, Thanks. you've obviously told me off air about this um, as it's kind of been budding here. And, you know, I just haven't seen you go... I haven't seen you go this public, and dude, I'm telling you, man, I'm typically a very private person. That's another reason why this I, podcast is helping me I get feel out like of my the shell. last time was like in college, maybe probably around 2013, man. Oh wow, six years. Yeah, I mean, I've dated in between there, but as far as like serious uh, relationships, yeah, this is the first one whose name I've known since yeah. 2013. Really, and, and we're good friends. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I tell you, I mean, more I'm, than I tell most. We're great friends, but I'm also a bad friend. <laughs> just universe. No, I'm playing. Uh, I just, you know, having gone through my twenties and you know dated and have friends who have dated, like I feel like there's a certain, especially on a per person basis, like I know that you're going to make me aware. Yeah. The I, I'm, severity level doesn't sound like the appropriate term, but. Um, the seriousness? Yeah. The level of severity with the heart. Like, <laughs> right, I, yeah. It's like, calm down. Um, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the word is. I only have, like, bad adjectives yeah. or something. <laughs> um, not based around relationships, just no. in general. But, um, yeah, man, congrats. Like, Thanks. So what, what are the next steps there? You already know the family. She knows your family. You took her to see 
Your mom? Yeah, uh, she's in... actually getting her nails done with my mom as we speak. No way. Yeah. So they get along. Yeah, my mom lives in Austin, and so they actually uh, she drove out to Austin, and they're how far is Temple from Austin? It's about forty-five minutes. Oh shoot! So like, they're developing a relationship down there, and you're up here. Yeah. Wow. So is this their first hangout solo? Yeah, without me. Right now. Right now. Oh man. my gosh! We should have like started this entire <laughs> podcast differently, being like. Brad's new girlfriend is out with his mother for the very first time <laughs> in oh, a different city. Yeah, I'm sure they're having a blast. You know, they they really hit it off, and um, I'm sure they're swapping stories about me, which is another one of my nightmares. Um, but I'm sure they're having a great time. All right, well, shout out, hi mom. Shout out to Courtney and Brad's hey, Courtney. mom. I thought your mom's name was potentially. Uh, something else <laughs> i guess i won't mention won't dead name anybody on the uh, podcast but you posted on facebook about the relationship oh my and I, I see yeah i thought it was your mom it's your aunt she just goes like okay dot, yeah. dot, dot. and then i see like all these replies pop up later and i'm just stalking your post and you're like i tried to find you and like introduce her and yeah so if you're fun. listening to this and you are a good friend or family member of mine. I apologize if I didn't let you <laughs> know beforehand that I have been dating someone. You likely are. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my bad. I, once again, if you know me very well, I have been very private about my relationship status for a long time just because I don't like everybody in my business whenever it comes to that. I like keeping everything in-house. But... Um, Keeping it all in house. I, I understand if I offended anyone, but you know, too late now. It's Facebook official. There's your notice. Yeah, and if he offended you, like, get over yourself. Seriously, like, <laughs> no, we all mean it with love, but um, get over yourself. Like, maybe go find love for yourself. <laughs> no, I mean that's just the way that we should all feel about that. <laughs> Don't hate on the player. I hate on the game, I guess. I appreciate you standing up for me, but now yeah. I feel like I'm going to have other fires to put out. You know what? I said it. If they have a problem with it, they can come find me. <laughs> yeah. I'm right, at I'll, I'll Carson give you... C. Gibbons on Twitter, <laughs> at Carson Gibbons on Instagram. If you have a problem with it, you let me know. Hit him up. <laughs> like, slide into my DM be like, I don't appreciate that. Oh, man. This is great. Now, um... So, yeah, Brad kind of extended that apology while at the same time saying that he tried and, you know, life happens. <laughs> yeah, I was just in it, all right? I'm, I was not thinking about other people, and so Okay, so last, last piece of this that we'll discuss, and then I'll, I'll kind of let you off the hot seat. Thank you. Because she's in a different market, I guess, it's a, you said it was an hour and 45 from you. Yes. That is such a weird distance, like... We've all dated somebody that was within an hour, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then we've all dated someone that's like, you know, 1,700 miles away or something like that. Right. Um, hour 45 is like, what kind of time allocation is that going to be? Um, so since we've started, you know, going Many on dates. Or mostly weekends, okay. but there's been a day where, you know, like on a random Wednesday, I drove out. And we got dinner together and then I drove back home and went to work the next day. Um, so we're making it work. Gotcha. Yeah. She works nights. So, um, nights, week, weekday nights or just any given night? 
Um, any given night. Okay. So she might be like free on like a Friday, Saturday, but then right. have to work like a Sunday night. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So like we're hanging out this weekend and then she has to go back into work Saturday night. Is she doing like three shifts a week or is she doing, is she yeah, being, typically like, three aggressive? Like I know some people that do like four five, six. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, which is get that kind of crazy. OG. Like I could understand four, but I think five twelves would be pretty difficult to do regularly. Yeah. And it, I mean, after a certain point, it might not be beneficial for the actual patients, you know, got to make sure everybody's well rested. Dude, the last time I, I went to the hospital to check up on a friend, um, the chart had been up. It, it was like last updated. It was like today's date and it was four months prior. And I was like, Whoa. what is going on? I was like, we need Bernie Sanders in a revolution. <laughs> no, for real. Like I literally, I spent that entire hospital visit being like, you know what? Bernie's right. Like this is all screwed because they're just bilking you, dude. Like it was, if you go into the ER and you go into a room, if you just get admitted, it's like $2,000 right off the bat. And it's basically just a pod that they put you in. They're like, okay, you've rented the pod. Now you get to view and access products and they come and all of these tests are products, you know, like, Anyway, no, I'm no shade against your girlfriend, obviously. Like she's doing awesome stuff. Um, it's just that the, the, healthcare system at least in the er you know i feel like once you've made it into the main hospital portion it's probably more consistent normal care but in the er it just seems like such a gouging yeah have you ever been to the er um once i i had side problems i was worried that i was uh having a heart attack but for real yeah well how old were you um you're like 11. <laughs> well, let me think. I was probably like 22, 23. And I've had the same issue since then, but since the first time it wasn't a heart attack, I just waited to go see the doctor. But I have like an enlarged uh, spleen, and so sometimes that gets inflamed, and um, it makes it... What does your spleen do? I don't know, bro. Well, you know how like everybody livers for yeah, yeah. You know, booze or whatever it does, <laughs> filters your stuff. Um you know, what does the spleen do? What is its per? Here's the other well, thing. Well, people like, get their spleen removed all the time. Like, I don't know if it's like a necessary. That's the point. Body like, part. Spleen appendix. What does an appendix do? I don't know, man. Okay. What does it do? Well, I need you to say, you don't know. So gonna, I'm not the only one. Get Courtney, the nurse featured on an <laughs> upcoming episode yeah. so that we can actually learn something. There we go. <laughs> we should bring Google into the studio for once. And mm. what does the spleen do? <laughs> So what else has pumpkin patch? Yeah, man. Um, the student that you were <laughs> making fun of earlier, um, you know what? He was actually going through it, and so I took him out to lunch the following day because you know he was having a bad day, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. So well done. Um, well, that was Monday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on Sunday, I took him out to eat, and you know, just got to know him a little better, and. It's really nice uh, being able to chat with some of my students and them feeling comfortable enough to open up to me about certain things that's going on in their lives. This is when you're going to be a great dad. Like, and this is how I know I'm, I'm not meant to even nurse a puppy. Cause I'm like, why do you care? This is like the first of probably 20 failed relationships you'll have kid. Like if I'm being real, it's also your first time experiencing that experience. Yeah. Loss, you know, I, dude, my first girlfriend, we just were like, Hey, want a date for the summer? And, we did, and then we both just knew when it was over, and we met up, and 
we were like, this has been great. And we just both knew and we just wow. walked our separate ways and like, you know, re- remained like casual friends. Like, you know, like we'd like each other's stuff or holler from a distance, but never really seen her maybe one time in like all the years, you know, since then. But yeah, it was not, maybe it wasn't that committal, but you know, but since, I mean, it was, it, it was my that, first real so maybe, girlfriend girlfriend. I yeah, think we but did maybe that just shows that you weren't that serious, but you have to admit like you've been in relationships where it has been difficult after the fallout. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so it just happened sooner for this guy. Like, so he's a senior. Yes. So he's 18. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes I, high school is a big range. Cause I, you can think about it as like 14 to 18. Yeah. And so 14, I, I think of as much different than 18. Oh yeah. Like for sure. My 14 year old self compared to my, by 18. So 14 years old, I was like, share it. I was not the fine gent you guys know today. <laughs> you know, I was, I think I was no longer four foot something. I think I was five foot something by that point. But I just remember getting my fifth, my 16 year old driver's license. And it said that I was five, four mm. at 16 and not a hair on my body. And <laughs> that's demoralizing dude. Um, you so know. like still, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I'm I'm a swimmer, bro. So <laughs> No, uh so I was just very short. I was like I'd never really had a girl like I'd like this one girl, she liked me and then we were too scared to even sit next to each other like our, you know, our church type stuff, you know. Right. Um ended up being great friends with her family to this day, but um no, uh I didn't grow until I was 17. And then the summer of my 17th birthday, basically I grew seven inches in one summer. Wow. And, like went from five, five to like six, six, one. So how was that for you? You start, you start acting up. <laughs> well, no. So I, I think that I'd had to gain that going, that's going back to the fragility stuff that I was talking about. That was granted listening back to it from a previous episode was kind of stiff, but I liked that topic in that, like, I think I was referencing some of that for me where it was like, it, it wasn't a problem for me. Like I didn't feel, I, I don't feel like I thought I was in the in crowd as a result of it. Like just some of my maybe physical shortcomings, the fact that I was kind of, I was never like the jock, right? Like, right. You know, I remember going to high school basketball tryouts. Um, I, I went to like the pre tryout tryout and like literally just like did some layups and was like, great, great job guys. And like, didn't even write my name down. Cause I was like, I'm not going to make it. I, I don't have this dedication level. And you know, by that point I remember I was probably five, four and one of my good buddies at the time was six, five. And so like, it was just, it was ridiculous. Like it was demoralizing. I hear you. Um, and uh, thankfully I made it to the absolute perfect height. Cause if you get much, we were talking about, I was talking about this with, um, I think it was checkers or somebody the other day. And I was saying, if you're six, four or six, five, you're start to get, you're starting to get into freak zone, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Especially if you're white, like we, one of my buddies, uh, he just recently had a birthday. He's an awesome dude. And he was a great basketball player and great celloist growing up. We grew up next to each other, but he is a 
fairly stereotypical white looking dude, except for the fact that he's six eleven. Whoa. So his whole life has been a challenge, dude. Like trying to yeah. find clothes, shoes, Just entering a room, having to duck. And I'm already pissed off on flights enough. Like, what do you think he's going through? Yeah. How uh, how tall is Alec? Yeah. So shout out Alec. Uh, he's six seven. He's my oh, really tall shoot. friend. Shoot. Yeah. I forget how tall he is. Yeah. He's he, a big old boy. He wears it all right though. Like. Oh yeah. Nobody ever. Alec gets away with it. And most six seven guys wouldn't, but yeah, he doesn't look awkward, you know. Like he's he's just like a strapping man. But that's weird because, like, obviously, based on my behavior up until now in this <laughs> podcast, like I will rip somebody up, and like he doesn't, he doesn't. You almost think you remember him as shorter. You remember him as the tallest one in the group and really tall, right. but not like six seven. Yeah, that's crazy. Who's second tallest in your crew over there? Um, you. Probably. Right on. Yeah, man. Number two. No, I'm just glad that I made it to where I did. How did we get on height and... Oh, first girlfriends. Yes. And then you shot up. When did... uh, Yeah, so I shot up and, you know, just met this cool girl and we had a great summer, great relationship, and then just knew it was over and, you know, we shed tears for about, you know, two and a half minutes and then never again. And it was chill. Yeah. So how long had he been going, had he been going out with this girl? Um, not long. He had been in another relationship for like two years, which is crazy for high school standards. Um, and then he just jumped right into this relationship. So his issue was that she, before they had broken up, he felt that she had treated her or she had treated him better than he had ever been treated before. Like she was just really kind to him and, you know, lifted him up. And then I guess that weekend she tore him down. So he was just kind of devastated for how much kindness he had received. And then out of nowhere, it had just ended. So not only did she dump him, but she was mean about it a little bit. Yeah. How so can you, I mean, nobody knows who any of these people are. Like everything is blinded, but do you happen to know the deets of like, what, what was sure. mean? What is, what is current 2019 mean girl? I'm going to have to be very careful on how I, yeah. uh, on how I post for people to listen to this. Cause I, you know, I don't want any of my students, you know, getting into his business or anything. Like Meanwhile, I'm thinking we'll reformat the show as uh, an expose. Like Brad's students tell all the polls oh of, Religious schools 2019. Anyway, so it was like her birthday party, and she had also invited her ex because her ex's family is friends with her family. Oh, I thought you said her ex's family. <laughs> her ex's family. No, I thought you said her ex is family. Oh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but her, the family of her ex is friends with her, uh, with her family. And so apparently you know there was like dancing going on and everything and he had gotten like upset about this and you know he talked with her she was dancing with the ex yeah okay what kind of dancing um if you've seen like any type of hip-hop music video lately i'm sure it would replicate that wait but i thought like the parents and stuff were there listen man this girl doesn't go. This girl doesn't go to the school I teach at, so I know nothing about her. Um, I don't know what her parents allow in their household. So she's grinding on her ex, and he sees this. Yes. 
And then what does she say? Is he like WTF? Yeah, I mean, he's upset about it, rightfully so. And so they have a talk, and then she says she can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's uh, that's juicy, man. Yeah. This is like a One Tree Hill plot or something. Like, My goodness. Shout out One Tree Hill. Man. Shout out Sophia Bush. Man, that's the girl. That She's probably the one. Like, I named my car after Sophia oh, Bush. She is. Oh, my first car. Yeah. She was in she's Chicago beautiful. PD. When she puts a gun on her hip, just something in me. I don't know what. Currently, I'm super hung up on that Chicago PD show. And uh, Burgess. Shout yeah. out character Burgess. She is gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Her, her name, real name is like Marina... Pascal or something like that. I have no idea. Oh my, I follow her on Instagram now and she posts like outtakes from the show and it's just like her like busting indoors with her gun drawn. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I feel like I need to give you some space. No, man. Um, you're fine. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, that's dramatic as all get out. Yeah, is, man. Is High school's always from dramatic. The small town is, is this kid from Keene? Who knows, man? Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give like a global audience. Yeah, I'm not going to. You know, give all his de- like everybody that's listening wow. to this, dude. Actually, at 18, truth be told, like if that were me, oh, I'd be a mess. Yeah, like it is. My it heart is difficult. I almost wish that my heart could go back to beating like it did when I was that age. Like when stuff. The only problem is that it beats both ways. So I like, just want to feel again. Yeah. Wow. Like. Sometimes when you know how it can beat positively with passion, but then it can also be negatively with jealousy. Right. And I used to be very jealous, dude. Me too. Uh, like up until about last week, actually. <laughs> you know, I I I beat it last week. So well, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, jealousy had a good run. I'm just happy that you made it on the other side. No, I'm going to be jealous until the day I die. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To a certain like. I think everyone is up to a certain extent. Like if you just catch your spouse or partner, or like the girl that you came with, like it's one thing if she's dancing with somebody, I've been out with people that just straight up, like <laughs> hooked up with somebody else in front of me type deal. Yeah. And sometimes you have that type of understanding with somebody <laughs> and you know, it's like, Hey, you shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> right. You know, other times it's like, what just happened? <laughs> I just, I can't get over, why would she invite both there, do this, and then, why am I delving into her personal life to this extent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes back, I mean, I think we've all heard the line, like, oh, he's just a friend, you have nothing to worry about. It's just one of those classic stories, you know, and it's just going to be a learning experience for him. You don't think you can be just a friend? Oh, no, I, I definitely do think you can i just think more times out of not there's something you, going you on you can't <laughs> yeah i don't know it, it's just i've often because I, I have a couple lifelong like yeah gal pals that absolutely and you can't say that they were always like out of the front sometimes people start not in the friend zone like they're and then an option over time mind. And either over time or fairly immediately, you decide, like, oh, this is going to be platonic. Yeah. I get it. And, you know, those people are awesome, though. Right. And so you obviously want to keep them as friends. But whenever you've been, like, in a romantic relationship and then you break up, I think afterwards it's more difficult 
to go back to the way it was, especially whenever you begin dating someone new. If there hasn't been, like, if you entertain the idea but nothing ever happened, I think it's a lot more easier to just, like, move on and consider them a friend. But, um, again, that just goes back to, like, setting ground rules between you and whoever you're dating and what both of you are comfortable with. Well, props to you, man, for being there for this guy. And um, Yeah, I, I try. Honestly, that's why I got into teaching. Um, over the years, I've had several students, you know, uh, confide in me about the stuff that they go through, and it's not always pretty. Sometimes, you know, many times it's, it's worse than just like a little breakup. And so I'm glad that I can help provide a space for them to feel comfortable and help let them know that they're not alone. And even if somebody made them feel like dirt or whatever, there are other people that care for them and love them and will be there for them. Yeah. And on the more aggressive side of that note, like maybe um, not saying that this kid has anything to improve by any means, but you know, you can definitely, I wish that I'd taken every slight at every point of my life and like channeled it into, Oh yeah. Well, like, I'll get out and run five miles. Like I'll go swimming. I'll lift weights. I'll study hard. Yeah. I'll work hard. Like I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to m- maybe have them regret, I guess, uh, not Heck being yeah. interested. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah. Make her rue the day she grinded <laughs> on her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Be like that guy that works at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, they don't have those anymore, buddy. <laughs> that man is unemployed. He don't work. Um, well, I mean, I'm trying to think back, like reflecting on 18 year old relationships and like, what were the, what were the differentiating factors for us guys? Cause like, I feel like I've spent a good portion of my life chasing, uh, things that would differentiate me from the male pack. You know, when I, ba- when I boil down my primal instincts, like my base nature and why is it that I've wanted to start companies or start this podcast or, you know, make money or have the big house or, you know, the fancy car. Yeah. And so where did you land on that? Basically that I'm, I'm really realistic and real about this. Like I, I feel like I'm, I I sometimes serve as a voice to my female friends of like, no, 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 men are terrible. Like men are (laughs) awful creatures and human beings. I'm one of the worst. And, um, I I just want to set it straight that like, all men want money for women. Like it's a differentiating factor between other men. And if you're already like at the top of the pack, like, I don't know, like there's a, there's a big disparity in like who's getting it on in our society, you know, because I, they've had all these studies about, you know, there are certain men, like as we've gone from a, an agrarian society where everybody had like a, a farm and needs and they needed to procreate to like, you know, stock the farm hands and the stables and all this different stuff. As we've gotten into this type of capitalistic society where, you know, somebody can do some lines of code and become Mark Zuckerberg and worth, you know, $50 billion and own the entire lot in Palo Alto. You know, it, it, I saw this dude going down the street the other day and he was in a nice like red, it was like a Porsche or a Lamborghini or something at top down, nice like fryer bald spot in the back of his head and just a nice little blonde in the passenger seat. And I, I realized like, this is the way life goes. Like he 
is able to take her in the Ferrari to the private jet, to the private island, and everything's like they don't even need to think about payment. And then spending time with him and like making a commitment to him or anything like that is as simple as saying, Would you like to continue doing this type of thing? Yeah. And it's like, Well, yeah, I would, of course. Like, why wouldn't I? So I'm not, I'm unsure if everybody thinks that way, though. Like, I don't think I'm driven by money. Well, no, I'm no. saying. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying that you are. I'm not saying that everybody is like that. I'm saying that I've been like that for sure. Like, well, I'm hard on myself, but I would think that ultimately it just comes down to like, as I mature, I get a more, you know, level-headed approach to money, to, um, what I need to sustain myself, you know, my household, whatever. So do you feel like that's still different? differentiates you from the pack or is it something else that defines you now? Yeah. Good, good question. Um, you know, because I spent a lot of time thinking that, Oh, I'm going to make it, you know, huge, um, you know, with my first startup and, um, still, still definitely hope to in many respects with that startup. But in so many ways, whenever I got into my first startup, I thought, Oh, this is my last job ever. Like, you know, I'm never going to have to update my LinkedIn profile again. I'm I'm going to make my screw you walk away forever money, you know, right now. Yeah. You know, it's just, right. it's, it's happening. It's already out of my hands. Sorry, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we already went public. You yeah. missed it. <laughs> um, and, you know, even in the midst of uh, my tenure there, I began thinking, like, everything is temporary. Like, everything in life is temporary. And this is a chapter. and I could already see the fact that there were going to be other chapters, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that just having been, been through processes that are at the top level, I feel validated. I feel validated that the startup went places. I feel validated in the fact that I made certain money marks like okay. annually that I'd always thought I'd wanted to make. And then I got there and I was like, Oh, this isn't anything like the minute I got to the top of that mountain, I could see the mountain in the, uh, the distance. And yeah, I was like, it's kind of like you were just at the starting point. Yeah, exactly. And the hard part is like, you know, I, I made the most amount of money I've ever made probably when I was like 25, 26 really? and I'm 29 because I have not been getting paid the same amount over the last couple of years because I was in a startup and I, I had equity and all of this different stuff. And, we just had to go get money, you know, yeah. to actually pay ourselves anything. Um, but I think that, um, I don't know, like it was a totally different mindset when you have equity stake ownership in something. Yeah. I mean, even if you don't have like literal money to show for it, I feel like everything that has happened over the past four or five years for you, um, you, you would never give that up for anything. So I feel like in certain ways I got to the, I got to be a big fish in a small pool around 25, 26. I was in the agency market. I'd been on the same board for several years and I started operating in spheres that were like, you know, my comfort level where I was like always hosting or had a authoritative role with it. You know, I, I felt empowered and equipped to approach anybody in the building. And part of that is just who I am. But, um, you know, going from that, you know, a Dallas based market agency to like Silicon Valley and being yeah. at the, the very mouth of the river of startups, like that was intimidating. 
Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I was, it was intimidating before, during, and after. Like, I was one of the only non-engineering types in the entire, you know, there's 450 people in a room, and I felt like I was the only one that didn't go to MIT or Stanford in yeah. many ways. Which is interesting. Like, I feel like anytime you walk into the room, you typically command it, or at least, like, you have a certain uh, air of confidence about you. So, and I certainly tried there as well. Yeah. And so was this one of the first times where you kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe under, no, 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 no. Okay. No. Every time I've entered a new, I'm just like, I'm just like you people. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a God. I'm, I'm not a machine. I'm not a robot, but, yeah. um, you know, I remember walking into my first ever or one of the first ever like AMA, um, for those listening, I was on the board of American Marketing Association, their Dallas chapter. I was on their board for years and ended up becoming president-elect, a member of the executive board, blah, 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 blah. And I remember walking into that same organization, like their chapter meeting or their happy hour, years before when I was 21 and just like quaking in my boots, dude, like knees shaking, Yeah, you know? And I looked at people that were literally 27 years old and I was like, that guy's got a beard and a budget, you know, a, yeah. a, you know, a, a rip it calendar on a desk somewhere. Like, but isn't it awesome to be like the new guy in a room and have all those people surrounding you that you can learn something from rather like I've always found myself enjoying being in that type of room rather than being in a room where everyone's like looking at me for advice or, or how to do things. Maybe that's just my personality. I don't know. No, I think that, I think it's a high. Like, I think that, I mean, right now I've evaluated like, why am I sticking here in Dallas right now? Like, why am I not go? I've always had aspirations to live in New York part time. I don't want to do the winters there, but I would love to own a place, uh, in like the upper West or East side, you know, near Central Park and rent in Dallas and own in New York, like that would be an amazing thing. Um, Can't wait to sleep on your couch. Yeah, you'll sleep in my bed. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I take it Courtney's not coming with you that weekend. <laughs> Don't tell her about us. <laughs> yeah, nobody. I am not going to uh, share this podcast episode with anyone. Yeah, um, with anyone. <laughs> You're not going to tweet it out to your massive following? Mm. They'll have to wait for episode five. Anyway, just let's let's wrap up what we were talking about there. Yeah, I, I've shaken in my boots, you know, going into first moments of college, of high school, of, you know, startup, of new yeah. companies, first day, like, you know, but I, I've gotten better at the, the longer you stick within a career or a field the more you just understand the intrinsic value that you bring to the situation. Mm -hmm. And once you've actually established a track record and credibility, you're like, Oh, I'm partnering with this company. Like this school sought you out, like reload you, you know, wanted you really badly out of a, you know, a flock of applicants, you know, you were the darling. And I feel like you've been the darling of the, this faith-based system in many ways, um, because you've taught some of the top, adding to schools in the nation at this point, right? Like, yeah, was... I mean, at least in DFW and near Silver Spring, for sure. Maryland. Yeah. Um, so what were we, what were we 
talking about with that? Just like, uh, oh, I, I guess being, yeah, you get scared, less educated or not less educated, but less experienced than other people you around. You start to understand your value, and it's like, you know, you're just more equipped to walk into situations where you're not. You're not focused on the fear of like, well, what if they like me? Or what if all of these arbitrary things that don't matter, you're more focused on what are we building here? Like, what yeah. are we, you're like elf, what are we building today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I built a rocking horse. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I've definitely become more confident, like in a room full of my peers, full of other educators and uh, have spoken more freely and been less afraid to uh, just share my thoughts without, I don't know, I guess the fear of being reprimanded or disagreed with. Um, so that's been really nice. But um, I guess... Um, You're 28 now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I was 25, all my friends uh, that were 30, I was telling them, like, man, I'm feeling... 25 is, like, more grown up in my mind than 21, 22, 23. Oh. Any yeah. of those were, and all my friends that were like thirty would be. They would just kind of laugh and be like, "Yo, if you thought the change from twenty to twenty-five was dramatic, <laughs> way from twenty-five to thirty is like dramatic in a different way." And yeah, I, I see what they were saying. I feel like twenty to twenty-five, you're finally like you're potentially moving out on your own. You're living like you you go out, you get an apartment or whatever you do. Um, you're no longer under your parents' household, but then like twenty-five to thirty. You're kind of prepping for who you're going to be the rest of your life. Like you should be, or you're typically well into your career by then and you're making more grown up decisions and uh, you're just kind of, yeah, deciding the person that you're going to be. Yeah. It's like the more money you make, the more tenure you get, the more you've optimized in your life where it's not just like, how do I make rent this month? How do I pay off this car or eat or do whatever? It becomes like, well, which gym should I join? Like what club on this open night should I, you know, affiliate myself with? Like, yeah. I feel like the, if I summed up 25 to 30 for me, it's like, Oh wait, the, your reputation is just the collection of stories that people would tell about you and, and like their experiences with you. Like, I think I've been very shaped by the passing of my grandfather this year mm -hmm. who, you know, it, it's interesting because, um, my grandmother, his wife passed probably four years prior. Okay. Um, they passed on like almost the same day, um, at the same weekend, four years apart. And when she passed, it was, you know, traumatic and everything, but I didn't have a concept yet. And when he passed, the couple was gone and like the generation passed. Like we were at the, uh, we were at the funeral, like the visitation. And my parents had said, you know, come stand with us. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I see kind of my generation, my peers within the family. Like I'm going to go stand next to them and, you know, still be this not nosed kid. Yeah. And I look back and it's like just them and my uncle and aunt. And I was like, oh, that's the family now. Like mm -hmm. those are the elders in this family now. And I think in that moment, it was kind of like, everybody assumed an added layer of like responsibility. Like they were assuming an added layer of responsibility because they had just told him like, Hey, it's okay to pass. You know, we, you know, my uncle, you know, your son is prepared to lead. You know? Right. And, 
Um, so he'd surrendered at that point and, and passed away. And I just realized like, Oh, like my parents are coasting into the, the latter half here, so to speak. I hate to say that, like it, it pains me to say that. Yeah. And I'm in the busy worker bee era. Like evolution would tell me like, this is the time to make money, you know, be opinionated about something in a particular way or another, like pro like make the kids. Yeah. If you're going to make start the kids, that family, if you choose to do so, you know, start the things that are going to pay you later in life. And, you know, then by 60, 70, you know, you're starting to look at, yeah, you kind of just look back at all you've done, <laughs> right? Like, Dang, dude. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's 60. My mom is like, my mom and dad well, you are said like, 67. Like I was thinking more. Of I mean, I'm going to be, a sexy 70 year old dude son. i was trying to chill at 70 like i Man. Like, I, need be, I need to be working my way out by, by like 75 come on 75 oh you yeah. want to be dead by 75 that's what i'm saying like, oh yeah i'm not yeah i'm not just trying to be pushed around in a wheelchair no i feel you. like not being able to do anything like let's just call it a day you know yeah yeah i totally agree like i hope that i die i don't mean for that to sound horrible, car crash but at like 84 84 that's a that's a sweet number i think that's the i think that's the way to go like make sure because man if my body uh outlasts my brain which is <laughs> unlikely um that's not going to be pretty yeah i mean the rants that <laughs> you could see me in a nurse, just abusing yeah. a nurse, I, I, abusing yeah. Courtney. Yeah, we would be starting a new podcast, and I'd be, be recording everything that you say. like, nurses oh who goodness. murder. Talk about clickbait. <laughs> Yo, there are so many... That'd be so much more successful than this one. <laughs> Dang. Yo, since we... Let's talk about it. Let's talk some analytics. Um, yeah, it hit me. Since we announced last week... Um, we've actually gotten a good amount of listens. Like a lot okay. of people listen to episode one and three. There's a drop off for episode two, which the people that listen to episode two, it seems like they all told me like, this was the best, the best one, one yeah. so far in terms of maybe content or I don't know, going back and forth. Um, we've definitely let our hair down on this one a little bit more, but I'm thinking so. Yeah. Shout out to, it's actually been impactful in that. I think. I went into this thinking like, oh, maybe we can get like a million <laughs> subscribers and stuff like that. And I've actually been touched more by like the heartfelt feedback. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Seeing people like when you retweeted, when you quote tweeted me mm -hmm. and I saw that there was, first of all, your tweet was much more successful than mine, which was yeah. aggravating, but we know this <laughs> <laughs> and there's a whole engagement thread off of it. So anyway, a couple days into it, I go and look at your thread and I was like, Oh, all these people that like Brad, like nobody likes me. <laughs> all these people are like, I listened to, like I saw people well, from yeah, college. Cause they'll tell you about a breakup and then you'll tell them <laughs> get over it. <laughs> oh, but that's what I'm over Gosh. here talking about the heart. No, I know. That's, uh, that, that, no. that's why I'm, cause, cause to me, I don't know how to, even reacted a different way to that story, you know? Yeah. Like, but we, we balance each other out, but, and I don't want Carson to come across as cold. Like you have definitely been there for me as I've gone through difficult moments in my life. So I need the listening audience to understand that. You're just being a character reference for me at this point. Yeah. You know, just want to make sure that they, they know that, uh, 
you do have a little kind heart under all that dripping sarcasm. <laughs> You're like, he only hits me when I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no feedback on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it. <laughs> uh, this, is, uh, this is the weekly catch-up. It's Carson talking and Brad giggling. <laughs> um, I just want to go back to whenever we were talking about uh, the people listening in. I wanted to give a shout-out. Uh, Alec, I haven't talked with you, but I saw your comment that you left on uh, the Apple comments, and I just wanted to say thank you for the kind words. Um, Brock, thank you for uh, the feedback that you had given me. I really appreciate you listening. I've always looked up to you, and it's really nice that uh, you've tuned in and listened to stuff that I'm working on. And also, uh, Karen, thank you so much for uh, supporting, and I just uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, so I would say the early numbers are definitely friends and family type audience, but we've been listened to and downloaded in seven states, yes. um, about 34 cities. Um, so I, that was really cool. And sometimes I'm, I'm kind of clicking through the analytics thinking like, okay, who is this? Like, <laughs> I bet I know. Right. But um, yeah, everybody from Colorado to um, Texas to New York, uh, California, so appreciate all the listens, all the feedback. We've gotten some YouTube watches, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I would say that the launch was successful and just anxious to uh, you know get to continue this kind of self-therapy session on a week-to-week basis. We'll, we'll obviously keep kind of a, a similar format in that it's just the two of us talking. <laughs> it's just us two, and we're here to stay, baby, every Wednesday. Um, but that being said, uh, do you have any current events before we play ourselves out anything in the news have you been more present this week at all i don't know if present should actually be used to describe being aware of the news um not (laughs) so like i just kind of saw more of the same this week uh this is going to be stupid but i did see that kanye west announced officially that his album is dropping this friday and we've been talking about this since episode one catch up 458 and he still hasn't dropped the album (laughs) yeah (laughs) Jesus will come before he drops the album. Right, yeah. So, uh, so I'll, I'll give it one listen and tell y'all that it was decent but not worth the wait. Okay. Um, Cowboys bounce back. Yes, what a beautiful game. And it, you like if you watched from beginning to end, you were never worried about the lead, which is like it's just not normal. I'm always like by the third or fourth quarter, I'm my, my heart's sweating. And I'm worried that uh, we're going to mess it up somehow. But we had a commanding lead throughout the whole game. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I, I thought that there's such an added layer of comfort whenever they go off and get two, two, take, uh, two um, turnovers and like two scores. Yeah, the, hom- the homie Brett with uh, a 64-yarder? Am I thinking uh, of the correct? What, what's his name? Brett Maher, yeah, the kicker. Yeah, I think he had a was it a sixty three or something? Sixty three like or sixty four. He's had several in the sixties this season so far. Not Beautiful. not only at home but away as well. He made one. I don't remember on one of our losses on the road here recently. Yeah, um, I'll be honest. It just makes the the loss to the Jets that like it's like how could we not have beaten them? But granted, we were missing like four probably four key players, so it was nice having them back. I really enjoyed seeing Randall Cobb. Back out there, he's probably been one of my favorites this year. Um, when you look at our receiving core, it's funny seeing Beasley play for the Bills. Like, I don't love that because I always love that. Plus, he's SMU, I think. Um, he's like a local boy. Um, but 
our receiving core is like ridiculous. Like Amari Solid. Cooper, Randall Cobb, um, Gallup, um, Witten. You got Jarwin on the other end. Um, I mean, Witten. Witten's definitely slowing down, but he's proven. He's, you know, he's two still three old faithful clutch baby. catches per. They actually highlighted him in the game this week. They were like, "Did you see the part where they were like he had said young leaders like I don't want to." Oh yeah, where he, you guys. yeah, exactly. But then they were like saying, "No, like we need you to step up." And I thought that was really cool that he didn't want to overshadow them, but they still recognized that they did need his leadership. So the main people that we had back were like the linemen, right? Like, uh, yeah. Did we have Frederick out before? I believe so. Yep. Um, dude. The dude that scares me the most, like I, I could see this guy on a street corner just like <laughs> making me crap my pants, is Robert Quinn. Yeah. Yo, he looks like a beast. <laughs> like he doesn't look like somebody you'd want to mess with. And granted, I think the first time I saw him, they were like, all right, uh, making his debut in game three because he was busy killing his girlfriend in game one. Like he did something, some sort of domestic incident. He was suspended. But then I saw him and I was. He's kind of a good-looking dude, mm-hmm. but he looks fierce, yeah. and he has just been sacking everybody. Yeah. It's been awesome to see. Yeah, wonderful. So, happy about that. Well done, Weedem boys. Uh, have you been following baseball at all? Are you a World Series guy? No, I'm not, So, but you can update the listeners. No, uh, I can't really. Or um, not. Screw baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. I'm sorry, Mom. I actually, <laughs> my mom took me to... Uh, the Ranger, Texas Rangers, last homestand, or next to last homestand. I mean, that's important. And uh, we were playing the Bo Sox, and it was the last game. Uh, I grew up going to Globe Life now, Globe Life Field in Arlington. Yeah. And I don't think that they deserve a new stadium um, <laughs> because they lost me. When we were in college, there's a famous photo of me sobbing uh-huh. at a party uh, when they won the ALCS, like yeah. just sobbing uncontrollably because – my life up until that point had been as a major fan. And when they went to the World Series twice and, and didn't come through, I just, uh, after that, it was only, you know, NFL. And so I only watch golf and NFL on TV. But I went to that homestand with my mom and my dad, and they, the manager comes out and signals for, you know, a new pitcher from the bullpen. And I go, Where's Bannister? Like the Rangers, apparently old manager. And she goes, you haven't watched a game all season, have you? And I go, <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I'm like, because I'd been talking competitively yeah. all the way. I was like, yeah, uh, boy, four more games and we'd be at 500, you know? <laughs> you Google all. Literally, <laughs> I, I read the first page of Google. I had not watched a <laughs> single game. It is the 157th game out of 162. And I'm like, flexing all the way there. And then I'm like, who is that? Is yeah. that a new pitching coach? <laughs> And so she basically called me out on that. And then just, she was disappointed in me, you know? <laughs> I love that. She, uh, Not she, that she's disappointed, but she the fact she that she called better. you out. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. She just, she was like, you haven't actually watched a game all season. Mrs. Gibbons, I love you dearly. But I know that game one of the World Series went down last night. Uh, I guess it's Astros. You know, it keeps throwing me for a loop that the Astros are in the American League and yeah. in our division. That's crazy. You know, I grew up with them being in the National League for back when Jeff Bagwell was batting cleanup. Do you remember him? I do not. I've never. You were never. I've never kid. ever. Okay. I was terrible at t-ball, and it just like snowball effect. From right. There. I was terrible at all sports, but <laughs> I, I was very into certain yeah. sports growing up. Were you in any team sports that you followed? 
as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, I mean... The Cowboys, obviously. Cowboys, Mavericks, Dallas Stars. Okay. Um, wow, so you just... Oh, I loved hockey. Ixnade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just never a baseball fan, and I always, like... I love... I actually love going to the games. I just wouldn't go often. Um, so watching it on TV, it never really did anything for me. Oh, dude. I It's become intolerable for me to even take it live, at least locally, um, because especially that game, like at one point Boston was just like creaming us and I had already done the math. I was like, this game doesn't matter. This is an exhibition game. Right. There was like 25 people there, you know, yeah. it was depressing. Was the sun beating on you? Um, no, I was starting to get darker oh, okay. earlier. All right. That's nice. Um, it, that depresses me knowing that we're still getting darker and darker earlier and earlier. And we still have the hour that's going to kick in in like a month. Yes. Or it's going to be brutal. Two weeks? I think two. Yeah, I believe it's two weeks, man. Dude, my birthday is like less than a month away. Yes. Dirty 30. The big 3-0. Our baby boy's growing up. Yeah. It's sad. Like, I feel like you is the exception. All of my friends are older. And... So I've ushered in wild dirty thirties for all of my friends, and now they're all like knitting, getting <laughs> married. Like, yeah, I was about to ask you, like, you know, I, I thought instead of birthday cake, we could get you like your favorite Jello or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but meanwhile, all of them are looking back and they're like, "Oh, you still have yet to hit 30? They're like wistful, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah I'm still in my twenties, you when, know." When it's crazy because sometimes I hang out with your Dallas friends, and it's like I'm younger than you so i'm just always like hanging on your coattail like hey guys i don't know please <laughs> please that's uh, what I, that's how i'd like to view myself well i mean maybe maybe initially as in the first time you ever hung out with everybody but you lived here you I cultivated did. your own relationships here i did and it was uh it was so trippy for me when you lived in dallas and then you moved back to like arlington area and yeah. You hadn't moved all the way, like you hadn't gone to Maryland yet, right? But you were like not away. in Dallas, and because we used to live like literally under the hut, like going to yeah. the highway, and you were right there. Yeah, that one night, our friend Gerald got locked out of your apartment. <laughs> he had to walk back to mine. It took him. A, it took him a while. Sorry, Gerald. Uh, it took him a while to get home, but it was within, <laughs> it was within walking distance. I, I think Gerald was more pissed about what had happened earlier. Oh, um, yeah. He needed a walk to walk it off. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, I need to clarify with Gerald what actually occurred that evening. Yeah. Well, whenever we are further into our episode count, maybe we'll share that story. But I think that's for another time. We should interview Gerald. I would love that. Do you think he's going to listen to this episode? I do think he will listen to this episode. I, I think like it would will. be difficult for him to... I don't, I don't think he would care to join us. But I would love to have him if he would. Yeah. Maybe we should just get, um, as we get more high techy and produced, maybe we could actually be like, you know, have some sound effects or something. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. We just have like a soundboard? He's like, yeah, well, this is what happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like a live little listen at his recount of the, of the story. At his recount of the story. Have you seen all this stuff with uh, Sesame Street? Um, they were on the Today Show. Uh, I know that they're moving to HBO. I thought they'd been on HBO. Maybe they have. Is that but what I the new news is? Think... Like, they've been doing the... Anytime I see somebody, like, I'll be clicking around, like, GMA, Today Show, um, CNN, 
and you'll see like, okay, Sesame Street's running production on the Today <laughs> Show. They replaced Savannah Guthrie on this oh, wow. program. Like, what is going on? What are they promoting? And it's freaking crazy how ex- like valuable those franchises are with all those characters. Like, yeah. how many different ways they can license a Sesame Street? Like, um, not to uh, not to cheat on you here, but on my other podcast. <gasps> This guy brought up a, my friend brought up a very interesting story that with the Disney acquisition of Marvel, that he just read a book about the Marvel stuff okay. uh, with Disney. And apparently that acquisition, they were able to acquire like over, it was like 11 or 1700 characters yeah. in the portfolio. Right. And I just thought that was insane. Yeah, Disney is for sure taking over. Shout out Disney Plus is coming out next month. I will... Oh, they're sponsoring us now, aren't they? That's why... <laughs> yeah, thank you uh, for the... Hey, acquire that bag, you know? Like, shout out Disney. Uh, they're like this tightly clustered... Yeah, I'll give, of... you, I'll give you my routing number. Yeah. <laughs> they have money to blow. Like, Get that direct deposit, yeah. baby. Anyway, yeah, Disney Plus coming out next month. I'm really looking forward to that. Looks like some great Disney exclusives. With like Star Wars and Marvel and uh, a few other movies that they've been working on, um, I'm really considering getting rid of my Netflix for Disney Plus. No way! So yeah, they have a tier. You're the first. I remember when everybody got off cable, right? Right. And I was like one of the last people to have like the $150 package, and it was like, why am I doing this? Right. Um, you're the first. Per- I've been sensing this coming, but you're the first person to say I'm about to cancel Netflix because yeah, I. Man. It's it's. Do a you understand the Disney is going to have a tier that is the same price as Netflix, and you get Disney, you get Hulu, and ESPN, all for the same price of your Netflix. What happens when I want to watch Ozark? Get a friend's login. I don't know. Oh, okay. I am the friend. Like, I have my parents, I have my friend Grizz. Okay, well then, I'll give you, we'll swap. What are you giving me? I'll give you Disney. Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. What does that mean? Like, you get all Disney. So you get all Disney movies, all Disney Yeah, they're going to have all... Catch up on Hannah Montana. The Disney, like, 90s shows that we grew up watching, so many of them are going to be on there. All of the Pixar movies, um, the Disney classics, and then the original... Like, they're making original content. They're about to do, like, a live-action... Uh, Lady and the Tramp, I think. I'm not super hype about that, but they're doing it. <laughs> Who's the dog? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Is it going to be played by a real dog so that we're sensitive? Um, I have no idea. Or is it going to be Angelina Jolie invariably like dressed up? Uh, now nah, she got that Malefic- Maleficent Mal- bag. Maleficent, yeah. Um, who is the lion in <laughs> the recent... Uh, uh, Donald Glover. <laughs> Childish Gambino. <laughs> Man, um, that movie really flopped. Didn't he have some sort of G? Was he on GQ? No, it was uh, somebody else was on GQ. But um, he had a ex- like an interview or something where they were basically saying, "Dude, like, what's left?" Yeah, I mean, he, he's. I mean, if you have seen his show Atlanta on FX, you will know how talented of a guy he is. Um, you know, he's done his music career. Uh, he's rapped. He's sang. He was an actor, like on Community. And a few other TV shows, and now he's directing, producing. He's truly doing it. He's all. a stand-up comic. He, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he started off in Derek comedy, and uh, he was also a writer for Thirty Rock. Great friends with Tina Fey. Jeez, man. 
Yeah, this dude's wild. Highly talented. It's just spread it out, God. Like, <laughs> yeah, know? like give you some to the rest of us, man. Touch some people in the middle of the country with some talent. With some, <laughs> geez, you just got yeah. this Renaissance man over here doing whatever he wants. Because right. some of his rap, I mean, you've come over and played some of his stuff for me, where I'm like, OMG, like yeah, he man. Is his freestyles. I like him. Um, if you had to choose him in a particular format or medium for the rest of your life, like you could only listen to his rap albums, or you could only watch him in Community, or I guess. We'll go with actor, rapper. Um, you have to. You would have to say singer too, because he's kind of abandoned rap for his little R and B. Now stay woke. Yeah, Redbone. Um, so That's if I had favorite. to choose, I would do rap because he's he always had like really great punchlines. Um, <laughs> Ain't nobody watching Community. <laughs> yeah, I mean Community. Listen, I was a huge Community fan, but really? I would choose, yeah, I would choose rap. I would choose his rap career over that any day. Did they sandwich Community after like Parks and Rec or something? Um, was that like maybe? I, I honestly don't remember. It's interesting to see the networks do these like big blocks of shows where they're like, you know, they'll have Comedy Tuesday. And yeah. it's like, but he became so successful and he left like after season three, and it was the show was never the same after that. That'd be like, um, can you imagine a Parks and Rec without Nick Offerman? Uh, no. <laughs> By the way, did you see that he's trying to get skinny? Like. I saw him in a commercial the other day, and I was like, whoa, 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 you look too good. Like, He's looking fit? Yeah, like, I'm like, go back to Ron, you hey, know, I want the thick the stash hearty, and the gut. And the, yeah, eat that, I want eat the steak. steak. Yeah, silence, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, have you seen every episode of Parsons? Of course. My favorite is when they put him in the desk. <laughs> it just goes <laughs> all the, the way around. Is, yeah, so he can avoid the people walking in. <laughs> oh, but His he, little swivel chair. That show is so sweet, like... You know, just it's great that uh, Leslie and um, dude, my my oh, we'll have to bleep that. <laughs> my favorite is uh, Aziz. What, what's his character? Uh, what's his character's name? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think right now. <laughs> Whenever who's his uh, business partner? Who's? We can totally edit that part. Yeah, John uh, Carlo. John Carlo. <laughs> John Ralphio. John Ralphio. Yeah. Dude, yeah. him and his sister in that show are uh, the absolute best. The worst! <laughs> if you've seen the show, that was a decent impression. Well, <laughs> so, uh, you had a heart attack at 22. Did you feel like you just had a heart attack? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> That's too funny. Alright, man. Anything else that we need to catch up on? I think that would cover it. It was kind of a slow news week, so I'm glad that... <laughs> it was not a slow news <laughs> Wasn't it? People are getting impeached. People Dude, are... Dude, that's same old, same old, though. Like, I'm so have... sick and tired of talking about that. Good. Good for I've been telling you to push back on my... And so I have. ...always political rhetoric. Anyway, so let's dive into uh, politics now. <laughs> no. Alright, guys. Well, Bradley, um, what do you say we start wrapping this thing up? Sounds good to me, buddy. Episode four in the books. Appreciate you getting together. And as always, enjoy this. Uh, appreciate all the listeners. Be sure to check us out at weeklycatchuppodcast.com. We're on YouTube. We're on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Weekly Catch-Up, Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. We're easily locatable and uh, appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. And we'll catch up with you next week. We appreciate y'all listening to our silliness. So. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> all right, bye, guys.